Welcome into Tennessee Talk. I am Noah McKay, joined by my guy, Chase Hope. Follow us on Twitter at TNTalkPod. Like us on Facebook, Tennessee Talk. Subscribe. Give us five stars on iTunes if you're listening to, to us through 106.9 Kicks Country on INO. We appreciate you there. Uh, keep sharing us everywhere. We appreciate the support. Chase, how you doing today, man? It's rough. It's a, it's a very, very rough time to be a fan of any kind of football team in the state of Tennessee. Uh, unless you're Vanderbilt, you win the Super Bowl. So Yeah, well, Vanderbilt, I mean, you might as well. They won a national championship, really, to be honest with you. But we'll get to that later. First sad, off. To me, it's sad that, yeah, like you said, we'll get to it later. But it's sad that it feels like this is becoming a legit rivalry for Tennessee volunteer <laughs> fans. You know what's funny is Vanderbilt's peak, the peak of their program for football is beating the Vols. Six and six is that team's successful season. Five and seven is the absolute dumpster for Tennessee football. And national championships are peaks. That shows you the difference. So this little, I know Vanderbilt fans have an inferiority complex because they've been just beat down and bad for so many years. Um, six and six, if that's a successful season for you, I feel bad for you. Meanwhile, the balls went five and seven, and is that that's not really a successful season. It's certainly not the peak for the program. So I'm glad that they get to go to the ninth bowl in the history of the school. Yeah, I found that it's the ninth bowl that they're ever going to go to. Meanwhile, Tennessee's won six national championships. I think we should just start with Tennessee. We're I done think, uh, you know what? We're going to start with Tennessee. So, congratulations, Vanderbilt! You beat Tennessee. Woohoo! You beat a five and seven football team. Would would you like a parade down in Broadway in Nashville? Because it seems like they do. Uh, I don't understand. I, I congratulations. That's all I can say. But it, it's honestly like they just won the national championship. I got more smack talk after a Vanderbilt game than any other game on the schedule. Right. Tennessee doesn't care about beating Vanderbilt. We care about beating Alabama. But congratulations, you had an away game in your own stadium. There was three times more Tennessee fans there. But you, but you guys can say you run the state all you want to because you run three in a row for the first time since the before World War One. Congrats! Okay, yay, yay! Round of applause for Vanderbilt. Now I completely agree with. I'm not sure if you follow Austin Stanley from A to Z Sports on Twitter or not, but I completely agree with one of his tweets where he said Nashville is still and always will be a Tennessee Volunteer City. Yeah, like that. That is a hundred percent the truth. Yeah, I just who who. Cares like when Tennessee beats Vanderbilt next time it'll be a big deal because they haven't done it in a while now. Right, but that is not the goal for the program. I, I mean, it honestly feels like the goal for Vanderbilt is to beat Tennessee. Can you imagine if Jeremy Pruitt goes six and six for the next three years like Derek Mason does? Oh, he's gone. <laughs> but no, Derek. They want to. You should give a Derek Mason an extension at Vanderbilt. You what? just don't want him to leave for Penn State. You know, You're their last coach when they actually had a team, <laughs> James Franklin. Left to go to Penn State, you hire Derek Mason, you're never going to return to the level of play that James Franklin brought to this program. Nope, you're not. And Vanderbilt is a stepping stone job, and it's a shame because they're in the SEC. They but that's the be. truth. They shouldn't be in the SEC. I'm sorry, you're not in SEC school. And, this, and on the basketball court either. All I heard about was five stars. Yeah, how are you looking right now? Not great. So you can talk about Vanderbilt all you want to and how – you're still going to get worked by 30 by the Duval basketball team. And I'm not I'm not going to diss Vanderbilt School because they are a great yes. school. Yes. Academically, they're the Harvard of the South. Yes. And everybody knows that. But in sports, you're not at the SEC caliber 
you're not. Other than baseball, you're not. No, you're not. And 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 and, and, and some women's sports. People go to Vanderbilt to become a doctor. People go to Tennessee to play sports. Great education at Tennessee, but sports are a way higher priority at Tennessee than they are at Vanderbilt. And yet, for some reason, Vanderbilt fans act like they just, they're the best team in the world when they beat Tennessee. Yay! You won 38 to 13. Okay. It just, show, it just shows where, this, where Tennessee's program's at and where Butch Jones left it. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Was I expecting the Vols to win that game? Sure. Yeah. Because it's Vanderbilt. But now Vanderbilt's going to lose Kyle Shermer and lose Vaughn, and they're going to go right back to the cellar where they belong and be a three-win team. Meanwhile, Tennessee should be knocking on the door of eight wins next season. Should be. If everything goes the way that, you know, if the recruiting class plans out the way it should, they should have three more wins next season. Because they should beat Vanderbilt next season, they should beat Missouri next season, and and they should beat South Carolina next season. Yeah, and you have all these young guys like Alante Taylor and Bryce Thompson – with a whole year of SEC football under their belt, they should get better, get better in the offseason. You still have Ty Chandler. He's going to come back. You still have Jarrett Garantano. Yep. The offense should be fine. Yep. Now, Tyson Hilton left Bye. for Western Kentucky. Bye. Might be a blessing. Who knows? If, if the Vols get Hugh Freeze, it's a blessing. Hugh Freeze is not a saint. He's made his mistakes, but the dude could coach offensive football. 100%. It, oh, definitely. It, it's the Vols I upgraded mean, offensive coordinator from Tyson Helton to Hugh Freeze. Good riddance to Tyson Helton. Just bye. I mean, that, that, that'd that be a huge get. Yeah. Now, granted, it'd probably be a stepping stone job for him. Yep. He's not going to stay for a long time, but that's fine. Nope. It's totally if he fine. Does what he's, if he comes and does what he's supposed to do, that's great. That means the offense was fantastic if we reach out to Hugh Freeze. There's also Fedora that just got fired from North Carolina. He would be a huge get, yep. in my opinion. There's definitely people out there. Or maybe Matt LaFleur, you know, former Tennessee <laughs> Titans offensive coordinator. We can hope. Former. <laughs> Hopefully in a few weeks. Uh, but we'll, we'll get to the Titans. So the ball season comes to a close. Five and seven in Jeremy Pruitt's first year. They just miss out on a bowl game. A very inconsistent year. The Vols look like an immature young football team. Which they are. They, they showed up sometimes. They didn't show up other times. So... What are your overall thoughts of Jeremy Pruitt in this first season before we get – we're going to grade him. But first, just tell me what you think of how he did with this program, given where it was last season to where it is now. He's a uh, – Jeremy Pruitt, in my opinion, is a giant step forward than Butch Jones. Okay. Because this is Jeremy Pruitt's first season ever being a head football coach in college football. And not only – does the record improve by by one win? Granted, that's not a lot. But if you think a Butch Jones coach Vols team this year beats Auburn, beats <laughs> Kentucky, you're you're out of your mind. Yeah. Because this team under Butch Jones would have went three and nine. Yeah. After that Florida loss, the only other game we would have won was Charlotte, and how we played against Cupcakes under Butch Jones, we might not have won that one. It's true. We barely beat UMass. We barely beat Appalachian State. No win was guaranteed under Butch Jones. Jeremy Pruitt's shown that he's going to recruit to needs if we've got a five-star offensive tackle locked up for next year. That's a huge get. Thank God. So it looks like – and you don't hear Jeremy Pruitt going around like Butch Jones did about this is an infallible defensive system because Jeremy Pruitt's a defensive guy. That's what Butch Jones would say about the offense. Well, the offense completely sucked (laughs) under Butch Jones. Absolutely, completely sucked. Yeah. This year – was it great? No. But they actually done 
different things. It wasn't just the same thing over and over and over again. Oh, we get up, we're just going to run. Yep. No, there was difference. We stayed aggressive. Jeremy Pruitt showed that he's not afraid to be aggressive. Sometimes it'll come back and bite him, bite him in the butt. Yep. But that's how it goes. You can't be scared to try well, to do well, things hey, to put yourself ahead. He's aggressive, but he's not stupidly aggressive. Cough, cough, Mike Vrabel. Uh, so he's you be aggressive in the right spots. You don't do stupid things. But right. you when you're fourth and one goal, fourth and goal from the one, trying to punch it in in certain situations is a good thing. Not just marching the field goal unit out there, which is what Butch Jones would have done. And I think he really set the tone from the beginning in that West Virginia game when he went for it on that fourth down. We were like, okay, yeah, this is different. And they continued that throughout the season. Are there things that they definitely could have done better? Absolutely. I mean, I consistency, a lot of it, I think, is due to the players being young and not ready for the moment. I think a little bit of it has to do with coaching. But right. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt for now on that. Certainly, that's the biggest thing for me that plagued this team was the inconsistencies. And then offensive line play, but he can't go out there and block people. They have to do that themselves. Exactly. And one thing I really liked about Jeremy Pruitt is I don't hear this excuses and, and lies yeah. like Butch Jones. Oh, he he fell on a helmet. Come on, man. <laughs> like, don't – whatever. Like, and there's no, there's no excuses because when you ask Jeremy Pruitt, what happened? Man, I, I should have coached him up better. You know, that's on me. Have to coach better. Got to get them ready through the week better. Get ready to play. That's what he said. It's not like a Butch Jones answer would be, well, we had a great game plan. We just couldn't execute. Uh, I mean, and you know, players got to go out there and execute and make plays. That's what it is. That You don't hear that from Jim Pruitt. He puts it all on him. And that's what you got to be as a head football coach. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. So, okay, let's do this. Give me your grade. On Jeremy Pruitt's first year to head coach at Tennessee? My grade? I'll give him a B. Okay. For me, an A, A-plus would have been making a bowl game. Yeah. But I'll give him a B because we improved from last season. We made strides. We beat a ranked Auburn team and a top 15 Kentucky team. And that's two SEC wins there. If the referees actually, you know, review and see South Carolina fumbled, more than likely there's three. Mm-hmm. And... He's showing, like I said before, he's showing that he's going to recruit based on what this team needs. Yeah. We desperately need O-linemen. He's going out there and trying to get some offensive linemen. Yeah. And that's what you got to do to be a, to be successful in the SEC. You have to keep building, and where you're weak at, you got to fill your holes. Yeah, I'm going to give him a B-. minus. I agree with most of what you said. I just think the minus comes in because of the inconsistencies that were on the field this right. year. Right. I think, I think this team was wildly inconsistent to a point where it was concerning. And you should at least kind of know what team you're going to get week in, week out. Cough, cough. Mike Vrabel, again, cough, cough. Uh, I think a big uh, part of that goes on to coaching. And so, but I think it was a solid first year. Um, and then I th- next year we really start to get into the show me right. part. Where, okay, now you got to start winning you, you, these You've games. got a few of your guys in yeah. there. Let's... you got to start beating Vanderbilt in Missouri and South Carolina. That's what needs to happen next year for this team. It's okay if you lose to Georgia and Alabama. That's acceptable. Right, right. Because they're, they're and then, I think prestigious. Next, year, next year's the LSU year, correct? Uh, every I, other year. I believe so. So we didn't play them this year, so it'll be next year. That's a game that's like, okay, maybe that game is the one they need to start winning at this point. Right. Be because you got to remember, Missouri's not going to have Drew Locke next year. Yep. Drew Locke's a really good quarterback. Uh-huh. They're going to be weaker. Kentucky's so, not going to have Benny Snell next year. Exactly. And – 
I mean, them are the game. Like you said, those are the games we have to win. We have to build ourselves to beat those teams before we can even consider beating Georgia and Alabama. Yeah, exactly. But eventually, you have to get to where you're beating Georgia and Alabama. Yeah. You got to be at that level of play. That's where that's the goal for this program is to be at the Georgia Alabama National Championship top ten ranking level. All right. So, with that, close the book. Tennessee balls. 2018 season it was weird um i gotta let's play a little game chase uh, it's just a scenario and i'm interested to pick your brain how about we do fourth and one from the four yard line four yards away from the touchdown all right just some, some random team um you have a 250 pound running back and a like 175 pound running back you know maybe 200 pounds if he's soaking wet and then you have a tight end who's Never carry the ball in his life. So, what's your play call? Uh, what would you do? We're on the four yard line. Yeah, we're on the four yard line. We just need one yard to get what's, a first down. What's the score? Oh, it's fourteen to ten. What's the quarter? It's the second quarter. I'm kicking a field goal. Oh, you're gonna kick a field goal? Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. That's because, understandable. Because yeah. here's my thing: kick a field goal, you're down one, right? Yeah. And hypothetically, if I go for it, yeah, and I don't get it, yeah, I have to worry about you know. The running back on the opposing team, you know, running the ball ninety six yards. Well, here's here's I don't have a problem with going for it. I, I don't mean, I don't have a problem with going for it either. But, but I know I'll tell you what I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna hand it off to the tight end who's never had a carry in his life. I'm gonna give it to the two hundred and fifty pound back and say, Get me a yard. Mike Vrabel had an awful game last night on Monday night football. Oh, and by the way, if you weren't if you weren't able to watch the game last night, we're talking about a real thing that happened. I'm sure you figured that out when Mike Vrabel decided he's going to hand the ball or Matt LaFleur, but Mike Vrabel had to know the call was coming. So they decided they're going to hand the ball off to Luke Stalker for a fourth and one. Spoiler alert, he didn't get it. Next play, Lamar Miller, gone, 96 yards, and just like that, so were the Titans' playoff hopes. Right, because that, that, when Lamar Miller had that huge run, the momentum was gone. For the second straight week, the Titans – get embarrassed by a divisional opponent. They fall to Houston 34-17. to And this is DEFCON 5 right now for the Tennessee Titans. This season is in trouble. Big time. It's pretty. To me, the season It's over. over. To me, it's over. To me, this is a bad football team. Watching them last night, this was a bad football team. Outside of Marcus Mariota, who was fantastic last night. This was a bad, bad team. They're undisciplined. They kept jumping off sides. They kept having false starts. Taylor Lewan, it it's ridiculous when a ref goes personal foul and I immediately say 77. I don't even I didn't need to see the play. He goes personal foul, I said 77. Because Taylor Lewan is a moron. I'm just just straight up. This dude thinks that he's the greatest thing that's ever happened to sports. This stupid daddy shtick when he walks out in the white thing is just insane to me. What shut up! You're trash. He gets paid and he's garbage. That's what he's been this season. He hasn't been good. Marcus Mariota gets sacked six times. He got sacked ten times against the Ravens. He's had two games where he's been sacked at least six times this season. The whole the whole offensive line's been bad. Garbage. And my thing is, is if you change the blocking scheme and it's not working, change it back. It's awful. Do something to fix it. This team, it's like, and, and they, Amy Wells, I was listening to the radio, was talking to Corey Davis after the game, and they go, what do you got to do to get it right? And he went, Make more play. I don't know. We gotta make more plays. They don't know. They're just bad. 
I swear to God, it was like I was watching 2015. And the thing is, is you can't – it's hard to expect receivers to be able to go out and make all these plays if Mariota is not even having time to throw the ball. And yet. The only time, it to me, I mean, not the only time because he made a lot of good throws last night. Yeah. But it's like every play, the pocket's already collapsed. Yep. So it's like you better get rolling out. You yep. better get to going. Yep. Marcus Mariota went 22-23 for 303 yards and two touchdowns. That's a great game. He didn't throw an incompletion until there was a minute left in the fourth quarter on the last drive of the it game. Got, it got to the point where I was I was just rooting for him to keep to keep completing passes. I mean, it's unbelievable. Like, that's what I was rooting for. And I already know what some of you people may think, that last week I was on Marcus. But you'll recall I said he has the skill set. When he's on the field, he's can be a franchise quarterback. But when he's – the problem is he's always getting hurt. But when he's healthy like he was last night, dude's making throws all over the place. He's great. He's great. He's a franchise quarterback. He just can't stay on the field. So he played great yesterday. Corey Davis had a monster game yesterday. Four receptions, 96 yards, a touchdown. Had a big 48-yard touchdown. There's bright – There's. but here's the problem. There's bright spots on the offense. Here you go. You ready? These are the bright spots on the team. Corey Davis, Marcus Mariota, Kevin Byard, end of sentence. That We're done. That's it. A few weeks ago, I threw a Dory Jackson in there, but oh my gosh, Dory Jackson's been horrendous. He can't now. He's been horrendous, dude. On on Demarius Thomas's touchdown, he didn't even try to go for the ball. He just like, oh well, it's a touchdown. What to do? He call it. Yeah. What? What is this? This team. I talked about it last week. The player leadership. So, let's go to this. Who signs the players? I talked a few weeks ago about John Robinson. And I bet that wasn't a super popular take. I bet it's more popular now. Tajay Sharp got injured yesterday for a little bit, and Cameron Batson became this team's number two wide receiver. Um, High general manager who did absolutely nothing at the deadline besides sign a fullback who then isn't on the team anymore. Maybe you should have signed a wide receiver so that Cameron Batson's not your number two wide receiver on this team. No disrespect to Batson. He's been good in his role, but he's not a number two wide receiver in the NFL right now. John Robinson has done a crap job at putting this roster together. Yeah, he's better than Rustin Webster. Congratulations. So would my dog. Like, okay. <laughs> Just, it's awful. The depth on this team sucks. One guy gets injured and it's like, well, there you go. So, John Robinson. I'm off the bandwagon on John Robinson. He can leave now. I'm, I'm serious. Like, they could fire him and I'd be okay with it. I would, I would applaud it. I think he's got to go. Because he's clearly shown he can't put together a Super Bowl roster. Two, Matt LaFleur. He left the Rams. He's an offensive guru. I bought into the hype. I was stoked about Matt LaFleur. I was too. Yeah, the Rams. I love the hire. The Rams are better and the Titans score 15 points a game. Why do you think, to me, I guess it should have been a red flag all along. But why would a team let their offensive coordinator leave for the same role other than to just call plays? McVay... Maybe he's trying to do him a favor. I don't know, but obviously McVay said I can do this without you. I mean, he was McVay was calling plays before. Exactly, McVay was pretty much I don't need you. Lafleur sucks at calling plays. Clearly, he handed it off to Luke Stalker. Luke Stalker on fourth and one. What? What? And I know what the thing. I know the thinking there had to be. If we don't get it, we've got them pinned deep. I am, then the defense gives up a huge run I, to Lamar Miller. I'm fine with going for it. But you gotta give it right. to Derrick Henry. Right. 
You or give a read option to Marcus Mariota, put it in your quarterback's hands. You, you can't give it to Luke Stalker. It's still it'd be still hard for me to trust Derrick Henry to get that yard. What did you I, see the box? They knew what was co- they knew exactly what was coming. They knew it was going to Stalker or Henry. There, I don't believe Henry gets the yard. He may have to me only because there was a slight hole to the right, right side, right. and you put him behind but Stalker, and play, Stalker picked up the blitzer, and he could get the yard. In he, that in that play, you know what I think would have worked every time. What's that? A uh, bootleg. Yeah, a play action bootleg pass. Yep. You either throw it or Marcus right. has the speed to run it. Yeah, I agree. You, but I, the last thing I would ever do is hand it to Luke Stalker. Last thing. It's just insane. It makes no sense. It's Honestly, I would have trusted Jalison Fowler to get that yard over Luke Stalker. And Fowler's not even on the team. Uh, well, yeah, at least Fowler carries the ball. Like He's done it before. Stalker's only concern is not fumbling the football. Literally, like, yeah, that's got to be what's going through his mind. I can't bobble this. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> So, the Titans, after, once again, after a big win against the Patriots, like earlier in the season against the Eagles, have put together back-to-back losses and have looked bad in the process, and the season is in trouble. They're now 5-6. and six. They're not winning the AFC South. That's done. That, that, bye. They're not getting a wild card either. I don't see, I just don't see the wild Eight card. 8-3. Only way they make the wild card, they got to win out. You have to win out because here's the thing: ten and six will get you in at the number two wild card spot. I firmly believe that the second wild card spot will be nine and seven because you look at the teams ahead of them. Baltimore, people are going to figure out Lamar Jackson pretty quickly here. You have the Colts. Uh oh. The only good news with the Colts is, and here's why I say winning out can get you in: the Colts have five losses. The Colts play the Texans in two weeks. The Colts lose to the Texans, and then they lose to the Titans. They would have seven losses. So you have a chance there for them to be nine and seven. But they have to lose to the Texans. They have to lose it. So now, if you're a Titans fan, you need the Texans to win because you're not catching them. You're just not. They have to win. They have to beat the Colts. There's no way about it because then it goes to division record tiebreaker if they split. And the Titans, if they win out, would have the division tiebreaker over the Colts. So, the next game's for the Titans. Okay? And, it, it's, and then I'm going to pose a question to you because I don't even know if we want this to happen. Honestly. Right. I'm the all- Jets. Jets are awful. Titans are awful. I honestly, we'll talk about that game, but I, I don't know who wins this game. Then, Jaguars. New dumpster fire. Giants, Redskins without a quarterback, and the Colts. Now, you just look at those games and you go, yeah, they could win out. Right. You, that that okay? logic. Logic. But. Now, who knows with this team? Now, if they win out, they go 10-6, and six, I think they make the playoffs. All right? In this scenario, do you want – the Titans to make the playoffs because I generally want my team to make the playoffs, but I also want John Robinson fired because here's my concern. The Titans win, beat these teams. Okay. They beat bad teams. They're a mediocre. The Titans are a mediocre football team, but they go 10 and six. They make the playoffs. They get boat raced by the chargers in the first round. Okay. Nor the, not even the chargers. It'd be like the Steelers or the Texans. You gotta play the Steelers or the Texans, right? You lose that game. But you made the playoffs. No changes happen. It's another year of mediocrity. Except next year it's even worse. Your team slides back. And then you blink in two years you have the number one overall pick in the draft. Do you really want to make the playoffs this year? Well, for I, that? I can't say if we make the playoffs we'll have the number one overall pick. I bet you can see what I'm saying. No, I they'll make the playoffs, they'll get beat, and then nobody will, nothing will change. And next year it'll be even worse. I see what you're saying, but I'm, I'm also not all in on 
you know, firing John Ryan. I understand that. Most people won't be, but I am. Right, right, right. And I'm not, that's why I can see your point. That's why I'm not going to sit here and say, are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? But to me, to me, this this next draft and this next offseason is going to be what determines John Robinson's future. Because if you think other people within that organization aren't going to be asking questions, I mean, come on. The thoughts the thoughts have had to go through their head. Yeah. And John Robinson has to know. Like, like his seat isn't red hot. Yeah. But, you know, the gas just got turned on. Yeah. So – this this next draft, he needs yeah, to – Yeah, that's true. The, his seat isn't hot yet, but the gas got turned on. I agree right. with that. Yeah. His – this next draft, you, you don't need a bust in the first two rounds. You you better hit on your picks. Yep. Because if you draft another Kevin Dodd, you're screwed. <sighs> if you draft another Derrick Henry, you're screwed. Yep. You need somebody that's going to come in right away. Yep. I don't want you to draft – Somebody like say this year you draft Rashawn Evans in the first round. Where's he been? Yep. You need to hit. Yesterday was the first day that I saw Rashawn Evans in any way, shape, or form. Right. And and I'm speaking majority of the year here. Yeah. I I still I still believe Evans is going to be a good talent. Yeah, I agree. But this team you're going to have to you need to draft you better draft somebody who's going to step in right away. Yeah. And and if it's me, you you have to go O line. Yeah. Well, I like I told you, I want to I want a veteran at O line. But right, right. If, if one, you don't fix that in free agency, you have to go O line. They need more. Whatever you do, for the love of God, get a wide receiver on this team. They've got to get a wide, a certified number two wide receiver. They have to. They just Marcus Mariota has nobody to throw the ball to outside of Corey Davis right now. Right. Johnny Smith, props to him. He's gotten it together. He but, he, he he's Johnny Smith is coming along. Man, they need they need a wide receiver badly on this team, which we telegraphed. We said they were going to need a wide receiver, and John Robinson did nothing at the deadline. Right. And I know he's on the I know he was on the phone trying to make moves, but come on, man. you got to pay more for Demarius Thomas than the Texans did. A fourth rounder? Shh. You can give me a third. You can give him a third-round pick for Demarius Thomas. You can. You, you just have to. It's insane to me that they didn't. Okay. So this week for the Titans, real quick note. Um... To the whoever schedules these games, thanks for screwing the Titans. The Titans have four, uh, three games in 11 days. It's usually three games in 21 in the most physical sport on the planet. So thank you for that. Luckily, it's a air quote cupcake coming to town with the New York Jets. I really don't know. Not led by Sam Donald. He is injured. Led by Josh McCown. The Jets have won three games. Their coach, Todd Bowles, is... Um, He's going to get fired, I think, after this season. He's in trouble. He's in all sorts of trouble. And yet, I don't feel confident in this game at all. Tell me your thoughts, Chase. I don't feel confident in this game at all either. This is the definition of a trap game. Yeah. People are calling the Colts a trap game. The Colts are pretty good. Yeah. This is a trap game. Bills, anybody? Anybody remember that Bills game? I don't, I don't, I don't even game. want to. I don't even want to think about the Bills game. Yeah. I mean, this is... It, 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 it's a problem for the Titans because if somebody else – because you know people are going to say it's a win for the Titans, which means these stupid players are going to sit here and think that's a win for us. And they're not going to prepare. I don't trust them to prepare for this game. I don't. At all. Because they're going to think they're going to win. You, you, they're going to think they can roll out of bed and win the game. To me, I, I just – to me, it feels like last night was the season. That's how it felt like to me. But – like you said, if you win out, it's possible. And we have very winnable games. I think the New York Times, I saw Paul Karski tweet out, was I think it's a 96% chance if the Titans win out that they make the playoffs. 
just because the way everybody schedules fall. But I don't trust this team to win out. I don't. That's either. my thing. When's the last time the Titans won six should, games should, in a row? Should they win out? Yes, they should. When's the last time they won five games in a row? <laughs> like honestly, when's the last time these Titans won five games in a row? Probably back whenever they started out ten and zero. Yeah, I think that's probably the last time they won five in a row, and that, that's that's two thousand eight. So, yeah, I don't. I mean, the Jets aren't good. They're just not. They have no. they have less playmakers than the Titans do. Right. But I but I I feel like our offensive line is not going to be able to block. I agree. I feel like Leonard Williams might have a field day. Yeah, I think you're right. And that's what that's what scares me. Yeah. And we always play down to our opponents. Yep. Look at the Bills. Look at the Browns the last several years. Yep. All right. I just give it to me. Score prediction. Titans Jets. Mm. If 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 last night wasn't this season, this night the, the Sunday is. One more loss and we're done. You're done. You're done. Man, what it, you might as well lose out and try to get a better draft pick. I, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Titans win. Yeah. I just I just yeah. I feel like I mean obviously that's a logical thing to do. Yeah. But I'm not 100 percent convinced on it, and I feel like it'll be a really close game. I'm gonna go 2017. Yeah. I, Titans. I, I'm starting to believe that for some reason this team. They they play different in Nashville than they do other places. They, they if you think back through the season, they play different in Tennessee than they do yeah, on the their road. best road game was in Dallas. Yeah, but you think okay, but that's 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 an outlier. They've that's had not... one bad game at home this season. It was the Ravens game. Outside of that, they beat the Eagles. They rolled the Patriots. You know they, they they've played pretty well at home. I'm very worried about this game. I'm not confident in this game for the Titans. I I'll go ahead and say they win, twenty four to thirteen, and it's not a dominant twenty four to thirteen. I just think the Jets are really 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 bad. I think the Titans are playing bad and they have problem big problems, but I think the Jets are just they're bad and I think the Jets are kind of mailing it in at this point. So the Titans have to win the game, and then all of a sudden you have to turn around immediately because Thursday night football the Jags come to town, and yeah the Jags are a dumpster fire, but. They're still they're, the gonna, they're gonna want to come and beat the Titans. That's the thing, and so that that's gonna be no easy game either. Here's here's I have a question for you, Noah. All right, out of the remaining games on the Titans schedule, which one scares you the most? Oh, Indianapolis, because Andrew Luck's coming to town. You can't. This team can't beat Andrew Luck. Right. And I and and unfortunately, there's a chance just because of how easy the schedule gets. I think they're gonna have to beat Andrew Luck to make the playoffs. And that's. And I think that game may be straight up right. winner goes to the playoffs. Right. I, think, I think I think that game is shaping to be winner goes to the playoffs for the second wild card spot. And Andrew Luck in that moment versus these Titans in that moment, that game's scary. Right. That that game's terrifying. Yeah. And you know it probably doesn't make sense, but you want to know a game right below that for me? What's that? Is the Giants game? Maybe so. Going to New going York. To, going to New York. Having to stop Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Odell Beckham. Given yesterday, given what Lamar Miller did yesterday, right? Trying to that stop game. That game's scary. Eli yeah. Manning's not great. Yeah. By no means. Yeah. But I mean, if Odell Beckham's wide open, he's going to hit him. Yeah. Saquon Barkley, you can check down to him. That game's scary. Yeah, I agree. Uh, quite frankly, every game is scary with this team. I don't know what to expect. <laughs> oh, so moving on, uh, Chase. Why don't we talk about something else, dude? I'm ready to talk about something. else. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I skipped something. The Preds are good. Let's talk about something else. Uh. Let's talk about Vols basketball. Vols basketball, man. Wow. The number sixth ranked Tennessee Volunteers are 4-1. Their one loss came in overtime. To Kansas. 
The number two. To number two, Kansas. Kansas. And that game, I believe, would have been different if Grant Williams hadn't fouled out on some non-consequential drive through the paint. That's something that cannot happen. That game shows this Vols team. Yeah. Who last season was projected to come in last in the SEC, I believe. Yeah. Shows that they can play with anyone. Yeah, I'm gonna say right now, this Vols team can win the national championship. They can. This if they, team can if win they the land in the right bracket, they can. Win it's the all about who you face in the yeah. bracket. This team can absolutely win a national championship. They absolutely can. That's not a stretch. That doesn't mean that we're not saying they will. Because you never know what's going to happen. Grant Williams is one of the best basketball players in this country right now. Admiral Schofield is a stud. This team can go. They've got playmakers, and they can flat-out ball. So, they have tomorrow night Eastern Kentucky. Um, That's a win, please. And then they have Texas A&M CC, which I think is Corpus Christi. That's a win. And then on the 9th, so we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. Talking about a must-watch. Gonzaga The number one Tennessee. ranked Gonzaga Bulldogs. Yeah. So this is no joke. 2 p.m. Sunday, December 9th. And it's at Tennessee? It's Talking Stick Resort Arena. It's a neutral site game. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's in Phoenix, Arizona. It's a neutral site game. So uh, pretty much Gonzaga. <laughs> well, I mean, Gonzaga's <laughs> from Washington, sir, so... Yeah. yeah, geography class, whatever, who cares. Uh, but I just know it's in the West. The Vols basketball team is the best, the second best team we root for behind the Preds right now. The Preds are, I know I just skimmed over it, the Preds are number one team in, in the National Hockey League right now. The Predators are good. Just, <laughs> I mean, they're they're really good. Yeah. Wake me up in the playoffs. Because yeah. I, know, I know it's already locked now. Yeah, they're on cruise control. I truly believe we could suffer – Injuries, and we're still making the playoffs because this team's that deep. Well, I mean, right now, Victor Arvidsson's hurt. Right. Kyle Turris is hurt, and P.K. Subban's hurt. Right. And they beat the Ducks 5-2. to two. <laughs> Right. It's like nobody's missing. <laughs> so they lost to the Blues right after. So they beat the Blues right before Thanksgiving. They lost to the Blues right after. Weird game, division game. It happens, and then they beat the Ducks 5-2 to two with half the team injured. I mean, two of the top six players are injured, and it doesn't matter, and the number one defense or number two defenseman on the team. So – Yes, and then Vols basketball, also very good with that game looming. We'll talk more about that next week, I'm sure. Other than that, the football is just a nightmare, everybody. Uh, there's not, there's nothing good to say about the football teams right now. So, with that, follow us on Twitter, at TNTalkPod. Like us on Facebook, Tennessee Talk. Give us five stars and subscribe to us on iTunes. If you're listening through 106.9 Kicks Country and I know, we appreciate you. We love all the support. We're going to keep bringing it to you. Y'all have a great week.